This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. The Astros and Nationals opened a new, brand new spring training facility, but that does not change the fact that spring training is still very much spring training. Lots of news and notes going on, so let's talk to Brian McTaggart about all of the things going on with the Houston Astros. I am Allison Footer. Tags, a little bit of news coming out. Uh, the Colin McHugh may be a little bit behind in getting ready for the season. So uh, what can you tell us about that, and is this something that we should be concerned about? Yeah, I think uh, as of right now, it's something to watch. I think next week, uh, if he's not pitching off the mound, then we probably should start getting concerned. He hasn't pitched off the mound yet. He's the only pitcher in camp that hasn't thrown off the mound yet because he says he feels a little bit of a dead arm. And now that's something that they normally feel maybe a little later in camp, but he his arm just kind of felt sore, just general soreness was the way it was described when camp started. So he's about a week behind the other pitchers. He is throwing. He's, it's not like he's not throwing. He's just not throwing his bullpens or live BPs. So... Good news is camp is so long this year. We're still in February. We've been here two weeks, still in February, that um, they have they still have time where he can get his four or five starts. So I think next week will be a key that he can get off the mound at least once without any physical problems. And then I think they'll be able to slot him in to, to get his proper proper start. So no cause for alarm yet, but uh, it's definitely something to watch as the next uh, week or so progress. Yeah, these are things that we need to keep our eye on. And just that Colin McHugh is the guy that – um, he's not the one that we talk about, like we talk about McCullers and Keiko being aces at the top of the rotation, but McHugh's a guy that you really can't take out of the rotation if this whole thing is going to work. Yeah, well, I mean, the whole question coming into camp was health of Keiko and McCullers, and you're like, oh, McHugh's steady, he'll be there, he'll, he'll make his 30 starts every year, and he probably, he still could, and maybe still will, but he's just, he's just been very steady and dependable the last three years, a, a guy you depend on, and uh yeah, if if, uh, if he runs into some troubles, then you know I think the Astros have some issues. They're already on the market for starting pitching. They have been all off season and will be going into the season, but they need Colin McHugh to be healthy. Let's talk about some position players. Um, AJ Hinch was talking about just working out the scheduling for Correa, Altuve, some of the star players. Um, you know, we tend to look at spring training games workouts because it's the only thing that we have to go on right now. So we have the microscope, and every single little thing that happens is something that we talk about. Um, but they need to. He's trying to pace those guys, and so we could probably see that through the exhibition series, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, Altuve played in the regular season last year. Hundred, I think he played 161 games. You know, Springer played 162. Correa was injured a little bit, but all those guys like to be on the field every day. And this is this is a long grind. This is a long spring training. They expect to make a deep run into October. They're going to have to work in more rest. And now that he's got the, this depth, he's he's added, you know, the three the three guys he added to the lineup. Uh, he's got Marvin Gonzalez now who he can use everywhere. So that's going to afford him the opportunity to rest those guys more. They're not going to like it. They like to be in the lineup every day. But um, A.J. knows this is, this is going to go into October if, it's go- if they do what they uh, think they're going to do. So those guys need to rest a little bit so they can be fresh in October and not just dead at the end of September. So we're going to talk about McCullers and Keuchel constantly uh, from now until the end of time, but definitely from now until the end of spring training. So let's just get it out of the way. Give us a little update on what's going on with them. 
Well, things are going really good. You know, they have not gotten into games yet. Lance pitched a live bullpen on uh, Monday, and he's scheduled to throw a simulated game coming up, I think, later this week. And then we could see him in games next week. And A.J. Hinch said the live bullpen went really well. He said Lance was throwing in the low 90s. Uh, looked really free and easy. So that, that's a great sign. Keichel as well is throwing a, a live bullpen. We'll throw another one. Uh, I think a simulated game coming up as well. So they're both in target to think I get in game to get in games early in March. And again, they only need four or five starts. But it's all about health. And right now they, they both are throwing free and easy. They both look healthy. Um, everything you hear about any of the live BPs you talk about, anyone who faced them or the catcher, they said it looked good. Uh, so no setbacks whatsoever with those two guys, which is Really the key to the whole season so far. We know McHugh's had a little bit of a setback, but they still need their one-two to be ready to answer the bell on opening day. Let's talk about Ken Giles. There seems to be A.J. Hinch. It's been a running joke. You know, who's your closer? We asked him that, like, in, I don't know, December. We asked him at FanFest. Um, and, you know, he, he understands that. It's a question that needs to be asked, and he understands that we also know the answer, which is that there's maybe not a definitive answer. But he seems to be leaning toward giving Giles most of the ninth innings is that kind of how you feel about is that the feel you're getting yeah I think so I mean I think if they you know they clinch the playoffs uh, in in a safe situation Giles is the guy on the mound I think he kind of couches it a little bit because I think we could see Giles used in some different situations eighth inning maybe bases loaded if the matchup is right we'll see Giles um, so I think he's just not married to bringing him in in that that closing situation if the game's on the line or seventh or eighth and the, the matchup warrants it, he's going to bring Giles but he is the closer. He is going to end the as long as he's healthy. He is going to end most of the games. But um, Gregerson's closed before. Harris got a taste of closing, so that that helps him. Gives him you know a level of comfort to be able to use Giles maybe every now and then in a, a different role earlier in the game that he can go to Gregerson or Harris in the ninth inning and feel good about it. It's an interesting uh, kind of progression that's going on right now, and something that I think that we should maybe pay attention to a little bit more, just because of the way that things seem to be evolving in that. Managers are now, as we saw Terry Frank kind of doing in the playoffs last year, but lots of managers are, like you said, going to their best matchup in the best situation, which they can probably easily sell on the pitchers. But there's this other part of wanting to be the closer. There's still that that mindset that the ninth inning is the most important inning, and if you're the most important reliever in the bullpen, then you get that inning. And there's also, like, arbitration, you know, and – free agency and these things matter and the numbers matter saves right now still matter is that going away it's kind of an interesting I think that we're seeing an evolution where things might in five years be totally different in the way that they anoint a closer yeah I think so and the good news for the Astros is Giles is under control for four more years so um, I know his arbitration would come up so but we saw it already the, the Batances case where you know he, his numbers are terrific com- really comparable to a lot of closers but he doesn't have the saves so people still take value in saves. And, you know, getting the last three outs in the ninth inning, there is something different about that, no matter what the situation is, that um, you come in the game and you know it's you or the game's not going to end, you're going to go extra innings. But you can't blame managers for if the seventh inning, if uh, their hair is on fire and there's runners everywhere, they want their best pitcher, their hardest-throwing guy on the mound. And it just, it just makes sense. I think analytics will dictate that as well. But you're right, it will be interesting to see as we go along how – how saves probably get devalued when it comes to paying players, uh, whether in arbitration or free agency. We're going to see things. Uh, maybe there'll be a new stat on, on about uh, high high leverage situations. Um, that's all we need is another new stat. But there will be some way we know to measure what they can do and the pressure of the situations they're brought in, other than just closing out games with saves. 
Don't you think it's interesting, though? Because, like, basically the analytics teams have, t- have decided that the safe does not matter. Let's just say that if you sit down with one of these guys and they, you know, they tend to roll their eyes and, like, put down the wall as soon as you want to talk about anything that happened be- before, like, 1995. Like, they're just not having it. So they are, like, over the save. But their bosses are still going in these arbitration hearings, putting value on these saves to try to save a, a buck. I mean, I-, I think this is fascinating. Am I looking too far into this? No, you're right. You, you can say the same for wins. Right. Say the yeah. same for the, uh, the, the win. Yeah. The win is gone. They look at they look at other stats, and yeah, if you look at the way the game's evolving, the win isn't as important as it used to be. I think we're seeing that with the save, offensively, batting average uh, isn't what it used to be. They look at things like batting average of balls in play, and you know, adjusted ERA is is the thing they look at now. So, analytics are changing the game in a lot of ways, and um, how we measure players, of course, is changing. It, it's going to take a while I think before we see it but there's a lot of money at stake when it comes to closers and um, saves right now are a a big part of of what they champion when they go to arbitration or free agency but you know that uh, looks like that could change down the road. Give me a favorite memory a baseball memory that you have while following the Astros and all of the years that you've been following the Astros which is actually quite a long time give me a something that stands out while you're following the team around. Well I think it was in 2005, the, the pennant clincher at Old Bush Stadium. Um, you know, Pujols hit the home run to send us to St. Louis, and uh, as soon as Pujols hit that home run, I immediately went to my computer and booked a flight to St. Louis because I knew everyone else was going to do the same thing. So I think he was circling the bases, and I already had a flight booked to, back to St. Louis. But of course, the Astros uh, flew to St. Louis, and uh, you know, Brad Osmus got the the pilot to say, "If you look to the right, you'll see uh, Pujols' ball still flying in the air." And you know, the, it kind of loosened up the whole team. And uh, of course, they go to St. Louis, and Oswald deals in Game Six, and and they clinched the, the National League pennant, um, the final game in Old Bush Stadium before they tore it down. But uh, you know, a great moment for the Astros, and to see Bagwell and Biggio hug in the dugout when Jason Lane caught the final out, just. Uh, just one of those memories that always stands out if you were there, and one of the greatest moments in Astros history. If you if you think about like just how many hard-fought battles they had at Bush Stadium, the rivalry between the Cardinals and the Astros, the fact that they had their most devastating loss one year earlier at Bush Stadium um, in the 2004 NLCS. So that's what kind of struck me is like watching the celebration going on in that visiting clubhouse at Bush Stadium, where so many things didn't go right over the years. That made it a little cooler. Yeah, it did. And, uh, you know, even hours later, we're in the press box and there are fans that refused to leave. They just didn't want to let go of the place. And it probably really stung that it was the Astros who, who kind of shut it down. D- Dan Wheeler, the wrecking ball, he was, he was on the mound and got the final out. So he, like, signaled the wrecking ball to come and tear the place down. But, yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of rough times at Bush Stadium over the years. A lot of games played on that hot Astro turf. But uh, the, the last moment was the greatest one for the Astros. Yes, that, that nickname that stuck with Dan Wheeler was Wrecking Ball, which was probably the coolest nickname that we've ever heard. Okay, thank you very much, Ryan. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free at-bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night on every device blackout and other restrictions apply visit mlb.tv for details